welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about babies, blaze, dreams, and boom, boom, prison breakouts. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, well, aren't we just diving right back into Fate of the Jedi, Book 7, Conviction by Aaron Alston, this week, chapters 33 through 36, where, well, some of the setting up pays off for more setting up? Mm-hmm. And we'll leave it at that, because it's going to be a short one today. We got a one-pager, which, if you can fit notes for four chapters on a single page front and back, not skipping lines, really, it's not a lot. Not a lot. Once again, these chapters are so short, and there's so many of them, that it's dragging out our podcast format yes. and driving me nuts. Yeah. This could easily be... We could be done this episode. This could easily be... What do you call that? King. That's the right word. The, that I was word. gonna say kanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kankles. this could easily be condensed into being done today, but alas, multiple more weeks. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know, did he have a chapter limit that he had to hit? Did he have a? Because it's 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 the average number of pages. Yeah, for a five, six, seven, eight, nine in a book series of Star Wars, but four twenty, four forty. Yeah, but when you run into chapters that are. Six, eight, nine, yeah. seven pages long. Yeah. And then you're just like 40, 46 chapters in this book or something, right? Something like that, yeah. With the epilogue. Oh, my God. Anyways, this week, the things I said before. But first, bum, bum, bum. Previously on Forever Canon, Jaina in Jag's lap. Tahiri is guilty. <laughs> Alana gets a security lesson. Team Skywalker takes apart some Sith. And the White Queen dreams mommy in fire. Yeah. Yep. Which was shocking. Yeah, that was... <laughs> and exciting. And you know what? Another very exciting thing happens in this episode this week. But first, let's start with chapter 33. I almost said 23. Don't you dare take me back in time three episodes or however. Yeah, my God. All right. Chapter 33. This week... Where Valen's reporter friend, Condra, has picked up a new story here titled uh, Skywalkers. The mayor tells her it couldn't have been Luke, Ben, and Vistara who stabbed him because he was watching them fly away when he mysteriously got shanked in the back multiple times. Right? They, they missed my kidneys because I'm not a human. Yeah, I'm an authorian. We have muscles there. Fools. Maybe that's supposed to be some sort of hint for us. Whoever tried to uh, frame Luke, Ben, and Vistara for the murder of these people is not maybe xenologically aware of mm. biology across the galaxy because maybe they've been secluded on their own planet for 2,000 years. Possible. I don't know. who who Who's doing this? It's either Abeloth controlling someone. Yeah. And... Maybe you've been secluded in your own gravity prison for 10,000 years. I don't know. Right? Yeah. Somebody doesn't know what they're doing. Someone someone didn't know how to kill an Athorian or knew how to make it look like someone didn't know how. Right. Anyways. Yeah. All those things. The point is, it wasn't Luke, Ben, and Vistara. Correct. But they are still wanted uh, for multiple things. Like the questioning of Dr. Wee's death. Still suspicious. They were looking all over town for him, yelling his name all over the place. They were probably the last ones who seen him. How did he die? There's also uh, an increase in speeder thefts. 
Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, definitely them. We've seen them steal like three or four speeders by now. Uh, and maybe most importantly, those deadly, deadly destructive storms that uh, that just happened. You remember? They just happened? Mm-hmm. That deadly storm from people using the force. And last time it happened was 30 years ago when Luke Skywalker was here as Owen Lars. Everywhere he goes, he's wrecking stuff. Yep. And these are happening, these storms are now happening frequently. Well, because somebody else is using the force. And, well, I mean, we saw in the last episode, the Sith, who were coming to attack Luke Benavistara, had either no idea of the consequences of using the force, or drawing on it heavily here, with the sentient crystal sills and them turning the force into storms that kill everything on the planet. Mm-hmm. Except for bugs. Yep. <laughs> Apparently. Um, either they don't care or they don't know, but either way they're doing it. And someone else is using the force here too, because yeah, storms all the time. But guess what? Didn't happen since Luke Skywalker wasn't here for 30 years. Now he's back and it's happening again. Our reporter Condra is connecting dots in an effort to find Luke here on the planet. And during her news reporter escapade, I started wondering, there's this whole montage, right? If she's like, they're searching a database for crime stats and this information and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Putting the pieces together, trying to find this guy. And it, it occurred to me, whatever happened to the Perry Needmo News Hour? Oh, yeah. Uh, you had a reporter, Madi Vaunt, murdered on live TV across the galaxy on your news show, sent there at your behest. Right? And nobody has said anything. What's ever happened to that? That just kind of got dropped, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Like journalism and, and journalists and the media have been like a major focus, an important thing that we've been exploring throughout this whole series. They've been ever present. Where in the last series we were talking about, where is the news? Talking about all the bad <laughs> yeah. things Jason Solo's doing. Why does not the entire galaxy know that he lit Kashyyyk on fire? I don't know. But now, you know, uh, we catch up with modern times in reality. And so in the fiction, the journalism and news media becomes much more of a focus and uh, uh, much more present. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like they should have been. Yeah. An evil dude was taking over the galaxy and lighting planets on fire. I don't know. Nobody paid attention to that. But whatever happened to Perry Needmo News Hour is Han's favorite show. It was. Maybe he stopped watching it. Maybe that's why we don't hear about it anymore. That's right, because if it doesn't exist to a character, it probably doesn't exist. Anyway, Condra uh, just sends out a broad-frequency text message to Luke Skywalker. But not to Luke Skywalker. Yes. To Owen Lars. Yeah, he Secret his... name. He came here about 30 years ago. Yep. And he texts back, identify yourself. Essentially, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> yep. This is like a frequency that Valen gave her as like a general Jedi broadcast frequency often used. So she sends him a text over that. He answers and shows up to their speeder with a full-on Sith fight again? Yeah. What is the, like they've been hunted or something? Last time we left them, they had their speeder. They killed all the Sith except for the one who flew away. What yeah. was her name again? Um, oh, She had a good name. I should Annex probably have all the something. Notes. That's good enough. Annex. That's a good one. But all the other, the other three Sith that came were dead. And so now, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, now apparently they've just been running from that place 
because their ship got exploded, right? Mm-hmm. They've just been running on foot across this windy desert planet being attacked by Sith. Or did they just get attacked now? Either way, there's Jedi and Sith and lightsabers flipping all over the speeder, and <laughs> jumping in and out of the front seat, the back seat, fighting each other, kicking someone off the trunk, all kinds of black <laughs> and crap going on. And it's kind of a crazy, it's a cool getaway driver type of scene, mm-hmm. right? It's very much like a heisty type of thing where everybody's uh, battling all around the speeder till it gets uh, turned on and gets zooming. And then there you go. You know, you've escaped the fight. And after about five minutes of not being attacked, thank goodness for that. What a long time. Yeah. We, this is the longest we've had to breathe. This yeah. like, Vistara makes some sort of comment about after, it. After five minutes of safety, Condra gets her story. Mm-hmm. Luke nodded agreeable. Of course. First, Ben set course for this Crystal Valley she mentioned. That'll be our next site to examine. Condra, I'm going to tell you a story about a monster from the Maw Cluster, a tribe of Sith lost to history and the tremendous danger posed to the galaxy. Unless you'd prefer a meticulous explanation of how we got Mayor Snaplaunce's shuttle running instead. A monster from the Maw Cluster, a tribe of Sith lost to history and the danger posed to the galaxy. It's a lot. There's a lot of big, heavy stakes in this book series. Yeah, that's a, that's big news for her too, because she's not even a super important reporter. So that's the kinda... only people that know about the Sith are the Jedi. Yeah. Does Dala? Mm-mm. I don't think so. Nope. And even if she did, she'd just be like, use it against the Jedi, because that's just more bad Jedi, isn't it? Yeah. Right. So the only people who know about Abeloth are the Jedi. The only people who know about the Sith are the Jedi. And the only thing the Jedi seem to care about is the government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Luke Skywalker's out here on his own. I mean, yeah, he flew away from the backup, but they didn't back her up or no, more. They didn't follow. They didn't follow. They didn't They didn't say... lean into it. They just went back home. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Bye. And so he's going to tell this lady. These things that are going to blow the galaxy's mind. This is probably going to be like her big break. Mm-hmm. And you don't even have to get murdered by Mandalorians for it. But she's going to break this story to the galaxy about this mysterious monster and this myth missing thousands of evil people. Surprise out of nowhere. Hi. Yeah, here we are. This is book seven. For the first three books, nobody knew about any of this. Mm -hmm. Luke and Ben had barely made contact by the end of the third book with Abeloth and the Lost Tribe of the Sith. That was Sinkhole Station, and they parted ways. I think that was the end of the third book. That sounds right. That sounds right, yeah. Sounds very Troy Denning. Um, Nonsense. But, so for the thirst... For the thirst... Free books. <laughs> Nobody even knew how thirsty all these dangerous threats were. Mm-hmm. Dangerous frets, if you will. Yes. That's enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Um, they didn't exist. For the next three books, oh, really only Luke and Ben knew about them. Han and Leia popped into Dathmir, found out about the Sith. That eventually gets back and disseminated through the Jedi, kind of by the end of book six, once Jaina and Lando get back from Klaatuin. Mm-hmm. That's kind of takes a long time to disseminate all that information. And then now 
book seven to start off, you know, the final trilogy, it's going to become galaxy wide information, yeah. perhaps galactic news. If, if this woman survives yeah. as we head off to the crystal Valley, subtle naming. Mm-hmm. I just think it's, uh, I don't think the threats have been emphasized in how broad they are. Like, they threaten everything. It's yeah. not a threat to Coruscant and the government. It's not a threat to the Jedi Order. It's not a threat to the Core Worlds, the Outer Rim, the Expansion Region, the Unknown Regions. Abeloth, we don't even know what she is or what she wants other than Luke Skywalker to suffer like she did. Yeah. We still... Book 7... Chapter 33, have no idea what she is or what she wants. That kind of pisses me off. Mm -hmm. Okay, having a mysterious villain is interesting. But at a certain point, we have to get to know and understand them. It's been... That feels overdue. Yeah. Secondly, this is me bitching now, Mm -hmm. apparently. (laughs) This Lost Tribe of the Sith should be way bigger news. Lando knows about it. The whole Jedi Order knows about it. But like... Han Solo, Lando, the random people that they've pirated. There are people all across the galaxy that should know about this and be talking about what a problem this is or how it's maybe bad. Or maybe they don't all know that it's Sith. Maybe there's just not been enough emphasis on keeping that information to keep Dala off the Jedi type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, man, I feel, I just feel like things aren't, haven't been as big of a deal as they are. Why yeah. the hell do we care about Tahiri being sentenced to death other than personally? We spend a lot of pages on that. Not Abeloth. Yeah. She's a galaxy-ending threat, apparently. She can take over the Jedi Order. She's mind-washing, brain-jiggling. <laughs> People all over the place. But, you know, now... At the end of book seven, it's going to be revealed to the world. Is this just a reflection of Luke Skywalker being bad at sharing dangerous information as he always seems to be? I don't think so. Because other people know and also haven't shared. The whole I, Jedi Order knows. I, I would, but they also don't know what she is. And neither does Luke. But we know it's bad. Yeah. it's And as far as She's this information getting out to me is about a book overdue yeah not, right before right. the third act it's, of this yeah it's is not when it should super happen. super late but it's late yeah it definitely should have happened sometime either at the end or middle of last book to set up this whole third act of the series otherwise is there the threat just doesn't seem as big as it should mm-hmm. abeloth and i mean again a function of probably aaron alston having a heart attack in the middle of whatever, touring the first book and writing the other ones. Probably a function of just (laughs) him. I don't know. I don't know. Getting books done, right? Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't dig into the depth of what Abeloth is because I don't know. He was in a rush. His health was failing. I don't know why, but very particularly in book four and seven, not one that doesn't count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to dig in on him for not getting into Abeloth in the very first book, right? <laughs> but in books four and seven, he doesn't mention her in book four by name. In book seven so far, we haven't seen her. 
hey, we've read uh, 350 pages almost. Yeah. Haven't seen her. And she's a galactic threat, dude. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen her. The Sith, we've seen like four of them since the last book where Luke fought all of them and they killed the High Lord. Yep. And we saw tons of them. Their whole fleet, their whole flotilla that they've taken over. And Abeloth in full form. Twice. <laughs> she got killed and then walked back in the door. Dude, we saw her a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess just maybe by function of the man's failing health, this book just doesn't quite dig as deeply into the things as maybe I want it to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to say maybe it should, but off to Crystal Valley. Dennis having a yawn. Chapter 34, Clatooine. Man, we made a long section out of that. Chapter 34, <laughs> yes, we did. Yoga Sith, follow the Hapen shuttle down to the surface and spot the Millennium Falcon. The guy says it, quote, doubles the odds that the Cape, Capen Queen is here. We're going. We're just going. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what this guy's name was. Day. 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 D-E-I. Anyways, uh, he also spots Alana, R2-3PO, at Javin Thules and the Retinue during his recon. And he watches them walk into the shuttle. He For watches hours. Alana, 3PO, and R2 disappear into the shuttle. And then we cut to Alana seeing Mommy, Tenel Ka, aboard that landing shuttle. Oh, that was nice. It was a cute little scene, a little mommy daddy cuddle. <laughs> little impossible to talk on Sunday morning. Mommy daddy. Little mommy daddy cuddle. I like it. Anyways, they chat about the force, fire, falling in love, using R2 and 3PO as secret couriers while she's here. Yeah. Squeeze it all in while you can, right? They don't get to see each other very often. The kid's like four, five, six, seven years old. I don't know. Yeah. Cut to Yoga Sith watching Alana leave the shuttle. And he gets a report on Tent City, the big conglomeration of uh, slave refugees who've come to, you know, not be slaves. Gets a report, including a way into the tent city and closer to Tenelka. Because, as he says, he's going to need something. Oh, I don't remember exactly what he said now. It just left my mind. He alludes to he's either going to need something very fast or very big. Yeah. To kill Tunnel Cop. Yeah, because he can't just... They have shield generators, so he can't just fly in and bomb the place. Yeah, like I can't just fly over the shuttle and explode it. I'm going to have to get close to her and explode her. Back to the dream. Man on fire. He's going to make mommy on fire. She was crying about it in the last episode. Well, I'm thinking he's going to blow her up. Mm Mm-hmm. And to further complicate this message of journalism and media throughout this series... The way into Tent City is to pose as a journalist. Yeah. I'd... And so he's going to kind of suicide bomb Tenel Ka as a reporter. Yep. That's his plan. Cut to Alana waking up from a different fire mom dream, where this time she sacrificed herself by jumping on the fireman's back and saved her mom. But she burned up. And the kid is scared. Yeah, and she's not going to tell anyone about this one. No, because... It's just a dream. Because Grandma Leia will just be like, it's just a dream, and don't worry about it. But I need to worry about it, so I can't tell anybody about it. Guess who's allowed to not tell people things when they're scary and threatening and a problem? 
Mm-hmm. Children. Yep. Not Luke Skywalker. Come on. Yeah. That's fine. That's great, actually. Yeah. But again, where's Barv? I feel like Aaron Alston didn't know that threat that got dropped at the end of the last book because it hadn't been written yet. Mm-hmm. Where her and Barv walk out of the, the hatchling nest of the, what are they called? Bearables. Mm-hmm. And Jedi are going crazy again. The Jedi don't know it. And Barv knows Alana is Tenel Ka and Jason's daughter. That major threat. And he's not in this book. Anyways, just saying, I think it all points to the same thing, right? Yeah. This yeah. was all written ahead of book three. I really think so. It could have been, yeah. He just kept going. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know. But I think it does all point to the same thing. Chapter 35. Armand Isard Correctional Facility, Coruscant, which I'm pretty sure I read about in an Aaron Alston X-Wing series book called The Kratos Trap or The Bacta War. One or the other. New Republic series where they're still trying to oust the remnants of the Empire from Coruscant and stuff like that. Bacta War sounds right. I've read that. And there's a whole thing where I think this... There was a prison that was like underground of Coruscant, but it was also a ship. And at <laughs> some point, they launched it out from under the planet surface, and I don't. It became a big imperial threat. I think it was a star destroyer that was used. Up, I don't remember. I'm probably conflating a hundred things that I just don't even <laughs> possibly. It's all remember. become one memory. Yeah, that'd make it a pretty good book, though. Anyways, chapter 35, Armand Isard Correctional Facility, Coruscant, where new best friends on the block, <laughs> Chief of State Natasi Dalla, and former Jedi Tahiri Vela confront each other in prison. On the way to the visitor room. And holy moly, it's a verbal snipe fest. Dalla fell inside. Ah, oh, great. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> That's the worst excuse for how that could ever possibly happen. I tripped, tripped and fell in. Right. <laughs> tripped again. <laughs> oh no, I fell over. <laughs> how did I get into this nutshell? How am I? Why are we making? Uh, 1997 Austin Powers joke. Because it's us. Okay, here we go. Reading. Take two. <laughs> Dala fell in beside Tahiri. So, death. Tahiri glanced sidelong at her. You first. Call me and let me know what it's like. I don't think so. I'll walk out of this wretched place. You'll be leaving in an urn. You killed a hero. So, so smug. Mm-hmm. How many have you killed? Including your enemies and your subordinates? Dala gave Tahiri a smile that she knew belonged on a toothed cartilaginous fish. That's a weird one, right? Yeah. At least I have friends and allies left. What was it like to receive the death sentence with no one left in the courtroom even pretending to care about you? I expect I'll have friends again by the time I'm your age. Bum, 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 boom. Like, (laughs) just back and forth, back and forth, burn on you, burn on you. Meanwhile, the two of them are, like, in a really lot of trouble. Yeah. Doll is in a maximum security prison right across the hall from Tahiri. What is she talking about? Sure, she's been sentenced, and it took, like, five minutes to decide to kill this woman. And their, their situations are completely 
They're, even though they're in the same prison, completely different. Yeah. Dala's got this little security thing. That yeah, she's got... She doesn't have a YVH droid. Yeah. She doesn't have stun cuffs on her wrists and ankles. She doesn't have the warden trying to set her up with prisoners who are going to beat the shit out of her. In fact, the warden's like trying to do his best to toe the line between proper duty and, uh, you know, sucking Dala's butt a little bit. And her, even her ID for the security droids is her name, Admiral. It's yeah. not a number. She doesn't like give her them own. her number. She's yeah. like, and she doesn't get, uh, uh, in trouble for that sort of thing for breaking proto. Yep. Different experience in the prison. Mm-hmm. When you're, oh, I don't know, up through the military ranks versus a Jedi, <laughs> who's been at war with all of the military ranks at one point or another in the last year lifetime. So that's just the way that is. But Dala seems to be very in denial of her criminal status. Very smug about. Kill a Tahiri killing a hero and what have you. But hey, you bad guy. Like, she's a bad guy. Yeah. I don't know if she knows that. She does have a visitor, though. A man posing as her lawyer who's here on behalf of his employer, whoever that might be. Wink, we'll find out soon. To break Dala out of prison using, quote, new, very exciting, crystalline, boom, boom material. Because if they say the word, it'll get picked up by the guard audio receptors. Right? Yeah, and they can't say explosives or bomb or escape or any yeah. of those. This conversation's great, though. <laughs> it's essentially the guy is just kind of tearing down and ripping apart the standardization of of like procedure and and uh, construction, <laughs> like you know. How uh, everybody has to follow certain rules, no matter how big or small the prison is. All the prisons have to be built to certain specifications, no matter what their use might be, because it's all under this uh, certain contractor. It's all under this particular uh, guidelines of government thing. Yeah, it's basically a big takedown on big government. Yeah, all the all the ways I'm going to get you out of this prison are exploitations of the system that's been put in place, the rigid system. Yeah, pretty great. Like, uh, oh, I can. Put this. I'll put these sheets upon the glass here, which will leave an explosive residue behind that won't be seen on the cameras because the cameras are too low quality because it'd be too expensive to have really good cameras in every prison. And here's where the weak point is because of this and this reason. And like, I know that I can do this because all the prisons have to have this certain thing. Like, yeah, and we're it's really all, close to the door, so we don't inconvenience all, visitors. Um, like, what's the and and they can't seal the doors because uh, protocols in case it's poison gas and you can't kill a bunch of innocent people, right? Yeah. Better to have escaped convicts than a thousand innocent dead people in your visitors room. Yep. Another highlight. Dollar's baby talk. <laughs> yeah. She says boom boom. And the fake lawyer guy loves it. He actually brings it up says I can't believe I'm getting you to talk like that or yeah. something. And then he puts all the explosives on the window and he's like, five seconds. And they just sit there playing boom, boom, chicken. Yeah. It's great. It's all great. Chapter 36. Tahiri in the same visitation room. Aramuth Boatu is here to see her. And uh-oh, man. Uh-oh, old man. Who's in the room that with an impending explosion. I'm like, this guy's toast. <laughs> they discuss depression and appeals and then boom boom time three booths over but buatu is okay tim yep he didn't die after having been disgraced in the court for the very first time ever with no chance of appeal he's okay in the fracas in the ruckus in the hasamakas i hope that's not something offensive somewhere 
yeah. Uh, anyways, Dala and Tahiri both managed to escape to the other side of the visitor's barrier. Tahiri needing some help from her YVH droid, shooting apart her stun cuffs. Pretty nice of him. Yeah, which she times it without using the force to do it. Yeah. Because the stun cuffs can sense the brain pattern when you're using the force and they'll zap you. Yep. So she has him shoot her cuffs off, which breaks the circuit. And now she's just got handcuffs on her hands and legs and a prison suit on. She's running around in an orange <laughs> jumpsuit, probably, right? It's like classic prison break scene. We yep. had a getaway car driver scene before. Now we're getting a pretty cool prison break scene. I like it. Pretty nice droid. Good of him to help to hear you out like that instead of shooting her face off. Yeah, I quite enjoyed that because I was like, "Oh no, what's she gonna do about this thing? They're so deadly. She got no lightsaber. Can't use the force." Yeah, it was aiming to wound her to capture her back again rather than kill her. So use she that used to your it. advantage. And we cut to Dala Crawla through the Smoky Hollow. Oh. <laughs> come on, it's funny. Oh boy, I even wrote, "Come on, it's funny." <laughs> <laughs> It's not funny. More importantly, as Dala is crawling through the visitor's lounge, heading out into the hallway, Boba Fett comes flying in through the doorway into the smoke and confusion inside the room. Boba Fett is back out of nowhere. For some reason. Well, if you'll remember when Dala got arrested or imprisoned or sentenced or whatever that moment was she had her lawyer send a message to boba fett Mm -hmm. and we were like what (laughs) she hasn't talked about him once and she's been hiring mandalorians the whole time yep but boba fett is back okay no questions asked (laughs) he's here i don't know what favor she's got over him but here he is we cut to tahiri gaping at boba fett's appearance Runs past him into the hallway. Ah, it's my chance. Boom. Boba Fett does a little classic style head tilt jetpack missile launch and takes out her YVH droid. Leaves a crater behind. Uh huh. Huh. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's back. No yeah. big deal, Tim. No yeah. big deal. Boba Fett's back. The man who has cheated death more than ever after the last series dangerous to be anywhere in sight when there's a nanovirus of your genes available mm-hmm. and spread across your home planet. But here he comes to the rescue of Admiral Dalla and accidentally Tahiri Vela. Yeah. Who really just kind of piggybacked on this escape. Buatu was like looking at her before. It's like, no, don't do it. Mouthing no at her or whatever. And she's out. Well, they're in the hallway when we leave off. She has access to the force now. She's gone. But Boba Fett is back. No big deal, Tim. Yeah. No big deal. Will the unexpected twists keep coming? Find out next week when we cover Fate of the Jedi, Book 7, Conviction, Chapters 37 through 40. (laughs) Yep. To not finish the book. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Hey, Bob Weir. Where's Myrta? Ooh. Ooh. I like her. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. 
Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.